We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packers fans welcome into another edition of the pack a day podcast we are fully immersed in nfl draft mode a few weeks away from the nfl draft and what the hell the packers are going to do with all these picks they have in the 2022 draft but as we progress, obviously the whole Pack-A-Day podcast team has been giving you all the tidbits you need to know on all the prospects that we are super, super passionate about. Last week, Rob Rieger joined Eli and I. Once the Ted Thompson era kind of passed, along with the Mike McCarthy, getting into this new phase with LaFleur and Gutekunst, it's been an absolutely necessity to have a ton of bodies, and specifically guys that are very versatile. Uh, thankfully, we're going to have a couple dudes like that today that we're actually able to break down. Those gentlemen being Zion Johnson, a right guard predominantly out of Boston College, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa, a center, an absolute stud coming out of there, another pedigree uh, center from Iowa, and Bernhard Ryman. I hope I got that right. I think I got it right. I practiced a few times uh, ahead of, of recording uh, an Austrian fella. So it'll be cool to break him down too. But let's start. Um, obviously, Rob, I'm going to serve it up to you, man. We're, we're going to start off right now with Zion Johnson. He was the first one I dove into. Um, and the first thing that I, uh, I got from him was very mature in some of the interviews I had. And his versatility was the thing that I loved. Is there, do you kind of agree with those things or something else that maybe flew off the page for Zion, the right guard out of Boston College? You know, you know the thing is, Matt, and uh, it, what I really loved about Zion is the fact that he had that versatility to his game. Uh, he's a guy who, and, and it's kind of just in general, I like prospects that are kind of off the radar. This guy was a zero-star recruit coming out of high school, and he, you know, decided you know to go the small school route for a while. And then after that, he was able to transfer to Boston College and become a very solid starter there. He seems to me like a guy who could play along the line. He's a little short for your traditional tackle. But uh, what really impressed me about him is at the Senior Bowl, he asked to play center during the practices. And he had never played center in college. So it was one thing that in my mind stood out about him is that he's willing to learn new things. He's re- willing to go the extra mile. He's not one of these overhyped five-star recruits. He's a guy that's really had to work hard for everything he's been given 
in football at least. And now he's kind of grown into his body. And other than the height factor, which I feel is it is a knock. I mean, let's be honest. It's a knock that he's only 6'2". But if you look at those guards, he has good flexibility. He's a strong guy. Uh, and even if you had to play center in a pinch, you could do that as well. So I think you could play anywhere along that interior offensive line. What are your thoughts, Eli? So I think the biggest thing that popped out to me, at least in terms for the Packers, is his versatility. We all know with the Elton Jenkins pick and many other picks but sticking to the offensive line, they want versatility with those guys to plug and play wherever they're needed. If someone goes down, we could put you at guard. We could throw you in at center. We can even put you at tackle if we have to. And for me, just like watching his tape, he just seemed like the kind of guy who like, it almost reminded me of like when I watched the movie, The Blind Side. Um, I, I don't know if, if you guys seen it, but we're like, you know, he blocks the guy straight into the parking lot. Like he seems like that kind of guy, just like a mauler really wants to just take advantage of a defense and, does not stop, has a high motor, plays through the whistle, is not going to, you know, Aaron Rodgers loves to be extending those plays. He'll be there until the ball's out of his hands. He's not going to just block for two and a half, three seconds and assume the ball's out. He's blocking until he's sure what's happening. And for someone who, again, maybe is not the tallest guy, but obviously a, a bigger guy, he was quicker than I thought he would be, good lateral kind of quickness, which I like. And uh, in terms of, you know, his height, <clears throat> I mean, I, I so Rob, you said six two. I've seen six three. You know, it's probably somewhere in between there. But even at tackle, I mean, David Bakhtiari is six four. So you're talking about an inch, inch and a half difference. If it's needed, I, I don't think it would you know be impossible for him to be kicked out to tackle if they needed in a pinch. So overall, his versatility and his play style is definitely something I think the Packers like. You know, th- that's just the kind of guy they like to draft. So. It will be interesting to see, you know, number one, if he ends up on the team and then how he wants to be used, because I was also surprised that he wanted to be tried out at center as opposed to guard, which was assumed to be his natural position. Absolutely. Right now, honestly, I did a bad job of hosting, setting this up. Nine offensive linemen currently on the roster. And you would think based off of last year, the Packers were set at offensive linemen. But you kind of go back and look and it's like, well, David Bakhtiari obviously struggled with that ACL. He was ineffective. Elton Jenkins coming off an injury. Uh, Josh Myers, obviously the rookie from Ohio State as the center. He was a little bit banged up last year. Unfortunately, they also lost Lucas Patrick, who is an extremely versatile offensive lineman in the interior. Um, And this might be an easy transition to go. I mean, not easy transition, but a nice guy to be able to select and put in there. And I, Rob, the the fact that, I mean, I love what you brought up is the fact that he wanted to take snaps at center. I think he even had an interview. I saw like the Titans had on YouTube. One of their PR guys even said he's been not only has he been working on the center, but actually like, you know, the shotgun, like how to figure out the snap from the shotgun position. I mean, that's fantastic. Like that, that checks so many boxes to me, whether he can play tackle or not, maybe compete, but, 100% 100% within the left guard, right guard situation. And frankly, the Packers don't have a ton of guards on this roster. Like uh, right now, I don't really know where we're sliding in Elton. Is he going to go to the right tackle? You know, Eli brought up flat. Eli brought up last week. I think Nijman playing right tackle. I wouldn't be too you know, uncomfortable with that. Like, but where does this all shake out with all these guys that you do have versatility with? So it's going to be incredible to find out. I think he does. Like Eli said, he's a great, great mauler. I think that was the thing that popped off from Zion to me um, coming from, like you said, Davidson, uh, predominantly a basketball school, if you will. Shout out to Steph Curry. Not <laughs> not too thought about from the uh, the football scene, but to make that transition, he I guess he had some camaraderie with uh, one of the coaches that recruited him uh, to 
to, to go to Davidson. That coach ended up taking a job at Boston College, so he followed him there a, a year or two down the road. But ultimately, I think he's a guy that's got some great skill set, obviously some stuff to work on, but really, really good in the run game. That was the thing that stuck out to me. Um, obviously, if you were to move the tackle, would have to be more versatile in the pass protection. But, any, I mean, just Rob – would you like to see Zion Johnson um, trade in that, I guess, gold and maroon for uh, green and yellow? Yeah, here's here's where I stand on him. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd reach for him. I mean, that's the thing. He is, you know, I think he's primarily a guard prospect. Mm-hmm. I know that he tries to be as versatile as possible. But for the Packers, I'm looking at him as potentially competing with Royce Newman for that, for that guard position, that starting position where, you know, he did okay. But I think that, you know, there could be some area for improvement there. Uh, the other thing that really stood out about him and really where he caught my attention is the senior bowl practices. He was voted as the top offensive uh, practice player for the week, for the entire week. So when they added up all the practices, he was voted as the top player. So right. he was taking on all the top defensive linemen in the draft, and he was holding his own. He'd just be one of those guys, honestly, that you wouldn't even know that he was out there because he just is always on his assignment. He doesn't miss anything. He's uh, consistent. He, he's not going to allow anyone in. He'll, he's a real smart guy, too. Another uh, Some of the comments coming out of the Senior Bowl and the Combine is how sharp he was, that he knew all the offensive lineman positions. So if there is an injury and you have him on your roster, you can slide him into different spots. He started games at left guard, left tackle, or uh, left guard, right guard, and right tackle. Uh, And, you know, he's just one of those guys that, like I said, he's not going to wow you necessarily, but man, he's a consistent operator and I would love to have him on the Packers. 100%. Eli, you got to think the same things, right? Yeah. Like Rob said, I mean, I think for offensive line, probably more than any other position, if they're not being talked about, that's usually a good thing. That means they're doing their job. And, you know, we all know they don't get the credit they usually deserve. And if you're being talked about, it's usually because you're giving up sacks. And that's something Zion Johnson just really does not do. Last year on 364 pass blocking snaps, only gave up one sack, only six pressures. And another thing that I think we all know the Packers, again, whether they actually look at these numbers or it's just a big coincidence, but his RAS score was a 9.75, which is just about as elite as it gets. Mm-hmm. So his versatility, his play style really fits that Packer brand and would not surprise me if uh, they have him pretty high on their board right now. 100%, man. I think you guys smash it. And actually, Rob, thank you for bringing up the practice thing about the Senior Bowl because I forgot yeah. about that. He was actually – I do recall like there was – because there was videos of him just like absolutely driving dudes in the ground and continuing to yeah. do that. And I didn't pay a ton of attention to the, the Senior Bowl stuff, but I do remember back on my memories from theirs. But ultimately, Zion Johnson would be a hell of a guy to be in green and gold. They need more offensive line, especially versatile one. He fits the script from the versatility, from the athletic standpoint. So I, I'm all in on Zion Johnson right now just because he's going to fill some needs that they have. Let's transition here back to the Big Ten. Always like to give them some recognition. Uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, center out of Iowa, redshirt junior, about 6'3", 296, wherever you're looking. I think this is him at 6'2". Um, ultimately, super solid center. It looks like NFL.com's got him slotted as a first-year starter. I would think any team that's going to draft him is going to try to create him into a starter. Uh, Eli, I'm going to start with you. Do you think the Packers need to even prioritize center at this point? point in time or would you could could we get a, a you know another wrench thrown in our uh, hypothesis as we've gone on the last couple of years and all of a sudden they take Tyler in the first round 
Uh, honestly, I mean, center specifically, I can't imagine that that would be a position that they should have too high on their board considering they just drafted right. Josh Myers. And I know he spent a lot of time injured, but while he played, he looked good. We all know that he was good in college and we expect him to have a good career. But I believe it was the Saints uh, who drafted two years in a row centers. And I believe one of them ended up playing guard. I know one of them was Ruiz. I forgot mm-hmm. who the other one was. But, I mean, if you're going to draft Linderbaum and have him play one of the guard positions, I guess I can get behind that, you know, because he is he is a great player. I mean, he was PFF's number one graded center on, you know, uh, 457, 457 pass blocking snaps, only gave up one sack, seven pressures. Uh, so he's definitely a good player, but if he's going to strictly play center, like I, I don't know exactly uh, where him I and his line. Yeah. He basically only played center last year. So, I mean, if he's coming in as a strictly as a center, I, I don't know how that really makes a ton of sense. If they see him as someone who could trans, uh, you know, end up as a guard, I guess, you know, just like Zion Johnson, you could go in as a, Royce Newman competition, maybe even John Runyon, who, you know, I, I don't think right now is in any position to potentially lose his job. But if someone comes in, that's better. But, yeah, I don't think center – someone who's only going to strictly play center should be too high on their list. But just in terms of Linderbaum, I mean, I do like him as a prospect. He's he's quick for center, but definitely has a ton of strength. Honestly, not to, you know – make it sound too easy, but he kind of reminds me a lot of Corey Lindsley, just the way he gets to the second level on those interior runs, takes out a linebacker. He looks great on screen passes, can get outside the numbers and throw a block, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field that can really send the running back or whoever's catching that screen to the house. So he has a lot of great traits to him, quick, strong. Um, He has when blocking, it looks like he's, you know, good body control, balance, sets his feet and hands up really nicely. So all that's great. But again, to your original point, if he's strictly going to be playing center, I just don't think that's as much of a need, you know, as much as tackle for sure and even guard. So again, if he's open to playing guard, I guess it's a different conversation. But if it's strictly at center, I personally, I don't see really why they would draft another center in probably the first two rounds after spending, what was it? Uh, was it a second, second round pick? Yeah, second, second round pick on Myers last year. So that's that's how I see it. When I sat down and started watching Linderbaum, I kind of had that same approach that Eli did. I said, you know, what are we doing? Like, what you know, we're just wasting our time here uh, just to fill out, you know, you know, the different prospects, you know, to, to, to get them on, you know, recording or whatever. However, I can say – with 100% certainty that he is one of the top center prospects that I've ever evaluated. And I've been doing this for a long time and it's not so much the size. It is the quickness out of his stance that he has and, and the versatility that he has. I would see him going, snapping a ball and then getting out on that line and a linebacker to seal off a cutback lane. He was doing a bunch of reach blocks. He was doing all kinds of things that you don't normally see centers do. And that to me really stood out. And, you know, amongst his amongst his talent, he's also an insane wrestler. I, did, I watched some video today of him uh, wrestling Tristan Wirfs uh, for the state championship in Iowa, and he pinned him. Yep. And Tristan Wirfs is one of the best tackles in the league, and he, he put him right down. It was a, it was a pretty, uh, pretty impressive uh, sight 
So I guess back to the original point is, do I think that we need a center? No. I think that Josh Myers is functional, but in this scenario, he might be too good to pass up based upon his skills and quickness and his ability in the zone uh, blocking scheme that we would move Josh Myers over and he would compete against a, jo- uh, a Royce Newman, a John Runyon Jr. Because if you look at Josh Myers, he's one of the tallest centers, in, I believe, in the league. And he would be able to kind of profile into that guard position. Um, I don't know how you pass this guy up. He's a sensational player, and he, I, I was, I'll, I'll be, I was kind of dumbfounded. I'm a little speechless right now, which is very rare. But I, I have not seen a center prospect, at least in my memory, that I feel is so quick and would be more suited for the Packer offense than this guy. The only knock on him is a little bit small, but they can bulk up. I mean, they have a strength and conditioning program. They, you know, they'll feed him pretty well up in Green Bay. You know, he can probably add easily 10 to 15 pounds onto his 290, um, you know, 295 frame to get him up into that 310 to 315 range. So um, I loved him. I, I thought he was a great prospect. And, you know, I was even looking at him at, at like a number 22 Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's if that's where they want to go, so um, you know I've been rambling a little bit on this guy, but uh, I, I love him. I think it's a great prospect, and I would move Josh Myers to accommodate a guy like this guy. The first thing I wrote down when I was watching him in my notes was his quickness, like his ability to get to the second level yeah. and also to get out in front of screen passes. Yeah, was incredible to to go from snapping the ball to get into the position that he got himself into, which was almost always great position. Yeah, it was really really impressive. So yeah, I guess I didn't think you know if it's he's strictly at center, but Josh Myers has the ability to end up playing one of the guard spots if they're interchangeable like that. Then yeah, I mean he is definitely a prospect that is hard to pass up if you can find a way to get him on the field. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst idea. Like, it is kind of 
crazy to think that they would draft two centers back to back and obviously in the top, what, 100 picks. I mean, that'd be very, very strange. I mean, Josh Myers does have experience playing guard. He came into Ohio State playing guard. They moved him to center. Take that for what you will. Um, but ultimately, like I, the one thing I noticed too, Rob, to kind of to your point is Tyler Linderbaum being a super really good prospect was like his vision. Like he was very good at getting the second level. He was he was recognizing plays like, you know, pre-snap. And then when, he, the, when he'd have to make a quick transition, a, a chip block or a, a combo block, he was able to get to that second level. Or if, you know, there was a stunt, he didn't, you know, his guy wasn't coming free. He was able to find someone in space. And, and frankly, he was the 2021 Remington Trophy Award winner. So like Eli said, PFF had him right in the highest center. That actually checks out. To think that project would be over in one year would be crazy, but it seems like raw talent side by side. We're taking the kid out of Iowa in contrast to our rookie we took last year, Josh Myers, just because, frankly, he's a little bit better prospect and might be a little bit more polished and transition better. But who the hell knows? I think he's a it was super stud. It was, it's funny to look at, at a center and be actually be impressed. It seems like Rob had that same take, so along did I, and so did Eli. So I wouldn't be too upset about it side by side. I'd rather now probably have Zion Johnson over um, Linderbaum, but you know we'll see how we progress. We move now, boys, to the outside of the offensive line, that being the tackle spot. Now, the tackle spot, obviously, for the Packers is probably, you know, getting the most buzz of what's going to happen with David Bakhtiari going forward. Where does Nijman get into play? I already mentioned Elton Jenkins. Does he move out to tackle? Bernhard Ryman is a 6'6 offensive lineman, offensive tackle from Central Michigan, 300 pounds and change, formerly a tight end, actually, and he transitioned from tight end to tackle during COVID. I guess he allegedly, I'm going to take it for what it's worth from the talking head that I heard from, said that he kind of trained himself during quarantine via video to how to transition from tight end to tackle. Very similar, hand in the dirt once in a while, but ultimately, you know, that pass protection kind of the same skill set but definitely not the you know prototypical it's an easy transition more than more or less but you know still a, a really really good raw prospect very old 24 years old from austria like i said he had served some time in the military rob is ryman a guy that you'd think could fit into the packers offense uh as far as them needing an offensive tackle does the age factor you know hurt him at all I, I i don't know man i'm i don't know what you guys think about him but i'm out on this guy and it's nothing nothing okay. against him personally it's uh he seems like a really nice guy you know i, I do love a great story uh i really do i i like i like what you know a guy that came from austria and developed these skills but i'm just out on him i'm not looking for a guy that's 25 years old when he's a rookie and trying to learn the NFL game from a small school. He has so many strikes against him. Not only is he from a small school, he didn't he hasn't even been in this country a long time. But even while he was in this country, he wasn't even an offensive tackle for a long time. So yeah. uh, he has very few snaps against top competition. It just seems to me like we're in win now mode on the Packers and it's just not like, like if I was maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars or I was maybe one of these teams that were trying to look to develop players, I think that he might be my pick. But I think that the Packers are more of a mature team. And they're, they're kind of looking for a guy that they can put in and, and be, you know, I hate to use this, overuse this word, but a plug-and-play type of guy who they can put at right tackle. But I just think that just too much development. He has a ton of raw talent. I mean, he's a, he's a mm-hmm. big, strong guy. Uh, the other knock against him is he has really short arms for tackle. I don't know – a hundred percent how that relates, but I know that having 32 inch arms is not considered to be very good for an offensive mm-hmm. tackle. And, you know, to go along with just the age thing, I mean, think about it. There's guys coming in the league that are 21 years old. 
and he's going to be like, he's like four years older than these guys. So picture a 21 year old with four years of development, or maybe a guy who's been playing tackle since high school and then played all through college. I just see him as not a guy that I would want on the Packers. I'm, and I don't, and I like big, I like good stories. I really do, but uh, I'm just not in with them. Sorry. Like Rob said, I think there definitely is a ton of raw talent being six, seven, 300 plus pounds. Like that helps. And that can definitely translate into potentially a good NFL career. But like Rob said, the Packers need guys who they could potentially go and start week one if that's what they wanted to do, whether it was a right tackle. And, I mean, I guess it would be a right tackle, assuming David Bakhtiari is going to be there at left tackle. But him being 24 right now, 25 by the start of the season, it's just like by the time he's done with his rookie contract, he's essentially you know he's going to be 30 years old. And then it's like, what do you do? You know, are you going to draft a guy that you're maybe just going to get one contract out of and also just doesn't have a ton of experience playing the game of football itself? I mean, watching his tape, like he definitely, again, he does have skills. It's not like he's he's not good. I mean, there's he, there's a reason he's, you know, the second highest graded tackle, according to PFF, and on 475 pass blocking snaps, gave up one sack, and that's great, but not against necessarily top-end competition by any means. So we don't know what that would look like if he was against some better competition. And in general, I would just, I would much rather draft someone, number one, with a little more versatility, and number two, who's going to be more in the range of 20 to 22 years old as opposed to someone who's going to be 25 by the start of the season. So like, uh, like Rob said, it's nothing, you know, against him. And it is, you know, it is a cool story coming, you know, from a different country, coming to, coming to America, learning the game, playing football, getting to where he got. All that's great. But, again, if you're a team who has time to develop a player, great. The Packers right now are looking to win a Super Bowl. And I don't know if Bernard Raymond is going to be the guy that they can draft in the first round that's going to get them to a Super Bowl. 100%. Like, I, I love the idea of these, you know, foreign guys coming in and trying to – translate into the in the nfl and they have success in the ncaa i just feel like it doesn't work that often for offensive linemen and it just it, it just doesn't always pan out unfortunately um you know ultimately the the thing with him with all these offensive linemen is that the packers need to find a need at offensive line there's a hundred percent a need they only have nine guys like i said on the roster they went into training camp again i keep bringing the stat up 17 or 18 guys last year they're gonna have to find some bodies they lost some veteran dudes lucas patrick and to rob's point again to, to hammer this home and not beat a dead horse is like you can be a prospect, a raw plot prospect like Josh Neisman, and we develop him and see what he can has. But already at 24 years old, you transition. Like by the time you're going to actually be able to produce in this league, it's you're maybe 26, 27, and like the Packers aren't in it for that time frame. And unfortunately for him, it's not it's not the opportunity for him. Um, so we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, I think we can all absolutely agree offensive line is needs to be established, and they're going to have to grab someone, whether it's in the first round, second round, third round, whatever. I keep trending for a first round pick. It seems like it seems like the safe move, but we'll see what happens. Rob, I know you got to take off here, man. I'm going to get you set up here first. We have broken down the offensive linemen, right? We get running backs next week, so I'm sure you got a couple guys to throw out there for us come next week. But in the meantime, where can everyone check out what you got going on? And uh, I'm sure you're going to be on a radio show coming in the next couple of days. Yep, I, I will be on the radio on the Drew and KB show uh, coming. I, I just touched base with them today, so it's going to be a couple weeks on that. Uh, Cheesehead TV draft guide, it just came out yesterday. It dropped. Um, get it if you haven't. 
gotten it yet. And um, obviously, I love doing these. Uh, this, this has been this has been really fun. Uh, I wasn't. I don't want to say excited because I do love linemen and everything like that. But, uh, you know, at first I would rank these guys, Tyler Lindenbaum, number one, and then Zion Johnson, and then okay. finally Bernard. Sorry. Sorry, Bernard. <laughs> super fair. I mean, super fair. And yeah. It's, it's kind of like you got to convince yourself it's going to be fun, right? It's like kind of maybe going to a, a family you know, a Christmas where you're like family Thanksgiving. Right. You're like, ah, maybe this, that side of the family is maybe not the best, but, you know, there's going to be turkey. There's going to be some yeah. drinks. And it's right. kind of offensive line. You kind of get geared up. Eli, your thoughts on those three gentlemen and if you rank them in the same order and um, where can everyone check out the content you're putting out right now, my, my dude? Uh, in terms of these three guys, I would probably, at least just looking at the Packers' needs today, go Zion Johnson, Tyler Linderbaum, Bernard Raymond. Again, if they think Josh Myers can translate to guard really well, then I would flip Johnson and Linderbaum because Linderbaum at center I think is going to be a stud just seems like one of those guys that's a lock to have just a tremendous career as long as he stays healthy at center. But if everyone's staying in the positions they played in college, I think guard's a bigger need for the Packers, which is why I have Zion Johnson first. And, uh, yeah, I am looking forward to covering some running backs next week. Again, maybe not a position the Packers have a huge need at, but we said the same thing a couple years ago, and we got A.J. Dillon, and we all know that worked out well. So running back's not a position to sleep on for the Packers in this year's draft. And in terms of my content, as always, you can find everything I do on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Been dropping uh, almost daily uh, Packer, uh, some players I've been looking for the Packers to draft in early rounds, some tape, and also writing some articles on some of these guys over at PackerReport.com. So you can check that out. And you can also check out my YouTube page at Eli Berkovitz. And uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, just looking forward to doing more of these shows and uh, finally get into the draft. Hundred percent. I feel like I feel like you know Andy gave us a little bone here with the the receivers. We got to go back to the offensive linemen. We we'll get running backs yeah. next week, and it may not be a priority yeah. for them, but it's also nice to have a stable of dudes in the backfield, right? Uh, tomorrow yeah. Sunday show, you can listen to Nick, Mike, and Gage. They're going to break down cornerback. So another position to your point, Eli, that the Packers have a plethora at doesn't seem like a need, but there could be an opportunity there with Chandon Sullivan moving on, et cetera, et cetera, with, especially with injuries that have occurred over these past couple years and especially last year. But ultimately guys, if you're not already following the pack of day podcast on Twitter, please do make sure you following Eli, myself and Rob as well, along with the rest of the pack of day crew that supplements in during draft season we greatly greatly appreciate it and also your perspective please interact with us let us know if you have any questions any prospects that we should be looking at i know i got some couple dms last week about some receivers um that i had some good back and forth with some people on as well and if you have listened to this podcast on google google podcasts apple podcasts spotify wherever you get your podcasts if you haven't yet subscribed please do so please rate review tell us how bad we're doing how great we're doing and if there's any prospects you guys want to get us to but for rob rieger eli berkovitz i am matt fralick we are out you guys take care and as always go pack up
everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.